BestBookBits.com presents a Mind for Numbers summary by Barbara Oakley. In a Mind for Numbers, Dr. Oakley lets us in on the secrets to learning effectively, secrets that even dedicated and successful students wish they'd known earlier. Contrary to popular belief, math requires creative as well as analytical thinking. Most people think that there's only one way to do a problem, when in actuality, there are often a number of different solutions, you just need the creativity to see them. For example, there are more than 300 different known proofs of the Pythagorean theorem. In short, studying a problem in a laser-focused way until you reach a solution is not an effective way to learn. Rather, it involves taking the time to step away from a problem and allow the more relaxed and creative part of the brain to take over. The learning strategies in this book apply not only to math and science, but to any subject in which we struggle. We all have what it takes to excel in areas that don't seem to come natural to us at first, and learning them does not have to be as painful as we might think. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of A Mind for Numbers. 10 Rules of Good Studying Number 1. Use Recall After you read a page, look away and recall the main ideas. Highlight very little, and never highlight anything you haven't put in your mind first by recalling. Try recalling main ideas when you are walking to class or in a different room from where you originally learned it. An ability to recall to generate the ideas from inside yourself is one of the key indicators of good learning. Number two, test yourself on everything, all the time. Flashcards are your friend. Number three, chunk your problems. Chunking is understanding and practicing with a problem solution so that it can all come to the mind in a flash. After you solve a problem, rehearse it. Make sure you can solve it, it cold, every step. Pretend it's a song and learn to play it over and over again so the information combines into one smooth chunk you can pull up whenever you want. Number four, space your repetition. Spread out your learning in any subject a little every day, just like an athlete. Your brain is like a muscle. It can handle only a limited amount of exercise on one subject at a time. Number five, Alternate. Different problems solving techniques during your practice. Never practice too long at any one session using only one problem solving technique. After a while, you are just mimicking what you did on the previous problem. Mix it up and work on different types of problems. This teaches you both how and when to use a technique. Books generally are not set up this way, so you'll need to do this on your own. After every assignment and test, go over your errors. Make sure you understand why you made them, and then rework your solutions. To study most effectively, handwrite, don't type, a problem on one side of a flashcard and the solution on the other. Handwriting builds stronger neural structures in memory than typing. You might also photograph the card if you want to load it into a study app on your smartphone. Quiz yourself randomly on different types of problems. Another way to do this is to randomly flip through your book, pick out a problem, and see whether you can solve it cold. Number six, take breaks. It is common to be unable to solve problems or figure out concepts in math or science the first time you encounter them. This is why a little study every day is much better than a lot of studying all at once. When you get frustrated with a math or science problem, take a break so the other part of your mind can take over and work in the background. Number seven, use explanatory questions and simple analogies. Whenever you are struggling with a concept, think to yourself, how can I explain this so that a 10-year-old could understand? Using an analogy really helps, like saying that the flow of electricity is like the flow of water. 
Don't just think of your explanation. Say it out loud and put it in writing. The additional effort of speaking and writing allows you to more deeply encode, that is to convert it into neural memory structures, what you are learning. And number eight is focus. Turn off all the interrupting beeps and alarms on your phone and computer, and then turn on a timer for 25 minutes. Focus intently for those 25 minutes and try to work as diligently as you can. After the timer goes off, give yourself a small fun reward. A few of these sessions in a day can really move your studies forward. Try to set up times and places where studying, not glancing at your computer or phone, is just something you naturally do. Number nine, eat your frogs first. Eat your frogs first. Do the hardest thing earliest in the day when you are fresh. Number 10, make a mental contrast. Imagine where you've come from and contrast that with the dream of where your studies will take you. Post a picture of words in your workspace to remind you of your dream. Look at that when you find your motivation lagging. This work will pay off for you and those you love. Here are the 10 rules of bad studying. I'm sure you've done some of them at some point. 10 rules of bad studying. Avoid these techniques. They can waste your time even when they fool you into thinking you're learning. Number one, passive rereading. Sitting passively and running your eyes back over a page unless you can prove that the material is moving into your brain by recalling the main ideas without looking at the page, rereading is a waste of time. Number two, letting highlights overwhelm you. Highlighting your text can fool your mind into thinking that you're putting something into your brain when all you're really doing is moving your hand. A little highlighting here and there is okay. Sometimes it can be helpful in flagging important points, but if you are using highlighting as a memory tool, make sure that what you mark is also going into your brain. Number three, merely glancing at a problem solution and thinking you know how to do it. This is one of the worst errors students make while studying. You need to be able to solve a problem step by step without looking at the solution. Number four, waiting until the last minute to study. Would you cream at the last minute if you were practicing for a track meet? Your brain is like a muscle. It can handle only a limited amount of exercise on one subject at a time. Number five, repeatedly solving problems of the same type that you already know how to solve. If you just sit around solving similar problems during your practice, you're not actually preparing for a test. It's like preparing for a big basketball game by just practicing your dribbling. Number six, letting study sessions with friends turn into chat sessions. Checking your problem solving with friends and quizzing one another on what you know can make learning more enjoyable. Expose flaws in your thinking and deepen your learning. But if your joint study sessions turn to fun before the work is done, you're wasting your time and should find another study group. Number seven, neglecting to read the textbook before you start working problems. Would you dive into a pool before you knew how to swim? The textbook is your swimming instructor. It guides you towards the answers. You will flounder and waste your time if you don't bother to read it. Before you begin to read, however, take a quick glance over the chapter or section to get a sense of what it's about. And number eight, not checking with your instructors or classmates to clear up points of confusion. Professors are used to lost students coming in for guidance. It's our job to help you. The students we worry about are the ones who don't come in, but don't be one of those students. Number nine, thinking you can learn deeply when you are being constantly distracted. Every tiny pull towards an instant message or conversation means you have less brain power to devote to learning. Every tug of interrupted attention pulls out tiny neural roots before they can grow. Number 10, not getting enough sleep. 
your brain pieces together problem-solving techniques when you sleep. And it also practices and repeats whatever you put in your mind before you go to sleep. Prolonged fatigue allows toxins to build up in the brain that disrupt the neural connections you need to think quickly and well. If you don't get a good sleep before a test, nothing else you have done will matter. And that's a wrap of a mind for numbers. Look at our YouTube channel and subscribe to over 400 video book summaries uploaded previously. Check out our website, bestbookbits.com, with over 400 written summaries. Um, and you will find them in categories from biographies, business and marketing, habits, health, leadership, money, personal development, philosophy, psychology, real estate, relationships, sales, spirituality, success, time management, and travel. For audio podcast summaries, check it out. Check us out on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits for over 400 audio book summaries. And last, for daily posts and motivations, check out our Instagram channel at bestbookbits. Thanks for watching and listening. Have yourself an amazing day. Stay tuned for more.